Well, hello there. This is Evangelist Timothy Gruber here at the Word of the King. Holiness Bibles for the Blind. Ecclesiastes chapter 8 verse 4 tells us that where the Word of the King is, there is power. And we may say unto him, What doest thou? Welcome to this most unique edition of the Word of the King. This is missionary Kenneth Wolfgang and also my wife, Ruth Wolfgang, we are going to be sitting in for Evangelist Timothy Groover, but actually, we're not actually sitting in for him. <laughs> this is, you could say, the word of the king on its head. Normally, when I'm sitting here in on the microphones for Evangelist Timothy Groover, he's maybe in Israel or something like that, but not this time. This is a special edition of the Word of the King. We are pleased to bring you the second year anniversary edition of the Word of the King being on the Holiness Bibles for the Blind website. And we decided on the second anniversary of the Word of the King being on the Holiness Bibles for the Blind website as well as the third year anniversary of the Word of the King and the Sow the Seed Ministries anniversary, we decided to do a most unique interview of the ministry and Evangelist Timothy Groover, as he sits here in the micro, on the microphones with us, to interview him about the ministry and some of the new aspects of the ministry that have grown here as it has been on the ministry at the Holy, here at the Holiness Bibles for the Blind website, and to ask him some unique questions that most people have probably noticed as it has grown here at the website, and as well as some questions that they have not known, probably, that has not showed on the web pages, and to give you, the listeners, some information that Brother Tim would probably love you all to know, and you yourselves would love to know. So, before we get started, let's open with a word of prayer, and then I'm going to get, after that word of prayer, a song, and then after that song, we're going to get into this most unique interview that puts the word of the King on its head. Heavenly Father, Lord, we want to thank you for this most unique time, Lord, for this most unique privilege, Lord, for me and my wife to be able to interview Brother Tim and his most unique ministry, Lord. We want to thank you, Lord, that you allowed us this time. We want to thank you, Lord, that you've given us this ministry to join in with our ministry here at the Holiness Bibles for the Blind website. We thank you, Lord, for his ministry, for his work. We thank you, Lord, that those who have been listeners faithfully through the past two years, Lord, that we thank you, Lord, that they've had that opportunity. We ask you, Lord, to increase those who come to the website. We ask you, Lord, for those who will be coming, Lord. And, Lord, we ask you for those who are nearest hell, Lord, that they would, Lord, turn from their wicked ways, Lord, and that they would come to you, Lord Jesus, the one and only true Messiah, the Lord Jesus Christ, Lord. Now, Lord, we ask you for all of this, 
In the name of Jesus, amen. Now, we want to start off with a most unique song here tonight as we start this program. It's kind of a song that we play quite a bit as we're recording services and as Tim records different things. He's kind of gotten used to, and it has become a popular favorite his, and it's kind of become, if you will, the Sow the Seed Ministries theme song. Many know it as many things, but it's a familiar hymn, Bringing in the Sheaves. Sowing in the morning, sowing seeds of kindness, sowing in the noontime and the dewy eve, waiting for the harvest and the time of reaping, we shall come rejoicing, bringing in the sheaves, bringing in the sheaves, bringing in the sheaves, we shall come rejoicing, bringing in the sheaves, bringing in the sheaves. Bringing in the sheaves, we shall come rejoicing, bringing in the sheaves. Going forth for weeping, sowing for the master, though the loss sustained, our spirit often grieves. When our weeping's over, he will bid us welcome, we shall come rejoicing, bringing in the sheaves, bringing in the sheaves, bringing in the sheaves. We shall come rejoicing, bringing in the sheaves, bringing in the sheaves, bringing in the sheaves. We shall come rejoicing, bringing in the sheaves, bringing in the sheaves, bringing in the sheaves. We shall come rejoicing, bringing in the sheaves, bringing in the sheaves, bringing in the sheaves. We shall come. Okay. We ended in part one with, as we dubbed Tim, and we found out that Tim has taken on the part of Isaac, if you will, because of his request of us, my wife Ruth and I. He's requested me to stand in as his quote, Abraham, unquote, and my wife to stand in as his, quote, Sarah, unquote, and he's standing in as, quote, Isaac, unquote, waiting on his, quote, Rebecca, unquote, as found in Genesis chapter 24. And so doing, as we've mentioned, my wife and I are both here on the microphones with Brother Tim, And so, we were in the middle of, quote, Sarah, unquote, asking, quote, Isaac, unquote, some questions that those single women listeners might be interested in knowing. So, at this point, we are going to resume that part of the interview here on part two of this episode of part two of the Word of the King on its head. So, quote Sarah, unquote, take it away! What kind of neighborhood would you like to live in? 
wherever God wants me to live. What size house would you want to live in? Whichever one God wants me to live in. Are you picky about how your wife dresses, or do you allow her to dress as she wants? All I would insist upon with my wife is modesty. Uh, in terms of, you know, having to or not having to wear a dress, that's something that, that's a conviction that I would allow her to obtain on her own, but modesty uh, would have to be a, a must. Do you think that the husband should be in total control of the checkbook, or do you believe that the checkbook and all financial decisions should be a joint choice made by both the husband as well as the wife? When it comes to financial matters, I believe I believe both the husband and the wife uh, should play a part in that. Yes. What are your views about discipline for children? For example, timeouts, standing them in a corner spanking them, or exactly what you call discipline. Be, please be specific and give examples. Well, as I heard one pastor say recently, and I believe it's a good point, God uses a rod, so I would want to use a rod. Spank, in other words. Who do you believe should take charge of the discipline of the children, the husband only, the wife only, or both the husband and the wife equally the same? I believe in disciplining the child. I believe the husband and the wife both play a part in that. We should. Do you believe that the wife's place is in the home alone to care for just doing the household things like cooking, cleaning, and taking care of the children? Or do you believe the wife can have a job outside of the home while still being a good wife and mother? At all costs, I would want my wife to be a stay-at-home wife, a stay-at-home mother. At all okay, thanks, quote, Sarah, unquote, for those questions. But now I will continue by asking Brother Tim a few more about his ministry. Not too long ago, you told me that you had not even checked out your own web pages on the website. Can you tell me and your listeners why this is? The reason I'm not compelled to often go out of my way to check out, uh, you know, anything that's posted of mine on the website or anything like that is because ultimately I am uh, confident that uh, Brother Ken Wolfgang is taking care of that just fine. So I don't really concern myself with it. However, I know the fact is that you do have a laptop computer and have internet access. And since you have joined up with the Holiness Bibles for the Blind ministry over two years ago, you could have at least been on your own web pages at least one time in the last two years. Is this because you have a big trust factor in your web designer or is it because you are just too busy to care to check up on how and if your web pages are the way they should be? 
safe to say I've gotten on there at least once or twice over that time period. But again, like I just got done saying, uh, I'm confident Brother Ken Wolfgang takes care of that and the way that needs to be taken care of. So I just don't concern myself with it. Now that two years have gone by in the ministry, here at Holiness Bibles for the Blind, and the Word of the King, has been a bi-monthly program. I hear there are once again changes in the wind for the Word of the King. Will you tell me about these changes? Well, for one, the Word of the King is now uh, posting a new edition uh, every week now, out of the month. So for each month, there are more messages being played. And also, uh, second of all, the messages are going to be extended in that they will be listed categorically depending on what uh, letter the title of the message starts with so that anybody who wants to uh, hear the message can just click on the link for the message can listen to it anytime. So, even though the word of the king is now changing from a bi-monthly broadcast to a weekly broadcast, the style of the program will still be the same? Yes, and I, and I touched on that briefly in the uh, last uh, question that I answered. Yes, it is going to be uh, bi-weekly correct. However, even with the Word of the King web page being changed to a complete section now, having several web pages, will you come to at least give this new Word of the King a look-see? Or will you still put your trust in your web designer's abilities by God's grace? I would, again, I would just be confident in the design where my brother uh, Ken Wolfgang himself is designing it. I would not uh, be all that concerned about that. Can a listener of the Word of the King, open-air sermon listener, or a visitor of either, the light upon darkness or Menorah Upon Darkness, articles suggest a topic, and if so, how could they go about this? Yes, any listener to my Word of the King service, any reader of my Light Upon Darkness and Menorah Upon Darkness can certainly suggest a topic, and all they would have to do is go to the email and contact me via email and tell me what topic they would be interested in hearing a sermon on or what topic they would be interested in me commenting upon in my Light Upon Darkness, Menorah Upon Darkness article. If someone from a radio station would be listening to this interview, would you please pass along your one prayer request and vision for the Word of the King to them. Yes, I would, have, I would have no problem with that at all. So if you who are listening to this interview uh, know of any means, I mean any radio stations, whereby 
understanding the Word of God on an international level, probably an international basis, please uh, contact me via the Word of the King. Uh, the Word of the King, A.E. Vizu Victor C11 at hotmail.com. In your Word of the King broadcast, as well as most any time, a person hears a sermon from you sooner or later you get into the law of Moses and the quote shouts and shalt nots unquote is this because you are trying to bring men back to the Old Testament law or is it for another reason would you please be specific and explain this to your listeners. The reason I like to make reference to the Ten Commandments in conjunction with preaching the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, is because according to the book of Galatians, the law is a schoolmaster to bring us into Christ that we might be justified by faith. The law of God uh, is a means of expressing his holiness in such a way that sin becomes all the more exceedingly simple. And we recognize all the more as sinners our unholiness apart from Jesus Christ and our need to submit to Jesus Christ and receive the blood atonement that he provided on the cross. So no, it's not about me trying to bring anyone back under the law in such a way as to seek justification by the law, but no, that they would seek justification by faith all the more in Jesus Christ, for he alone fulfilled the law uh, on our behalf in a way we we could never fulfill it. And in dying for our sins, rising from the dead the third day, he is willing to freely justify, make righteous whosoever will submit to him in his righteousness by faith. Finally, would you give to your listeners the gospel as preached by Paul, and how the law, as it relates to us, the sinful man, and why we cannot live up to that holy law, please give verses and take your time in answering this question. Book of James, chapter 2, I believe it is verse 10, declares, For whosoever shall keep the whole law, and yet offend at one point, he is guilty of all. Jesus said that the first and greatest command is, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy strength. He said the second greatest commandment is like unto it, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. You, dear listener, have not always loved the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. Proof of that is the fact that you have sinned, for all that sin come short of the glory of God. Dear listener, you have not always loved your neighbor as yourself. You have not always treated others the way you would want to be treated. So, as a transgressor against the greatest command and the second greatest command, Jesus himself said that all the law hinges in those two commands. So breaking those commands, dear listener, you have broken the whole of God's law, 
And the word of God declares it's cursed that we're going to continue if not in all things which are written in the book of the law to do them. So therefore, I preach unto you the good news, but God committed his love toward us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than being now justified by his blood, we should be saved from wrath through him. Therefore, by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, for the just shall live by faith. For the wages, the cost, the penalty of sin is death, and that's not just physical death, but spiritual death. Revelation chapter 20, verses 14 and 15 declare, death and hell will cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Revelation 21, 8 declares, but the fearful and the unbelieving and the abominable, and murderers, and homongers, and sorcerers, and idolaters, and all liars of their part. In the lake which burneth with fire and stone, which is the second death. You know, unbelieving. Jesus said it like this. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. St. John 3, verse 36 says, He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life, and he that believeth not the Son shall not see like, but the wrath of God abideth upon him. All the liars from that part in the lake which burneth with fire and stones is the second death. One lie is all it takes to make you a liar. To behold, you are shamed of iniquity and sin that your mother conceived you. Wherefore, by one man speaking of Adam, sin entered into the world of death. By sin, and so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. So, you were conceived in iniquity. So, the word of God declares the transgression of Adam being passed down to you from, the, from your mother's womb. You were destined for death, hell, and a lake of fire. But it is written that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus shalt believe in thy heart that God can raise thee from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For without the shade of blood there is no remission, no forgiveness of sin. Jesus Christ shed his blood for you as God manifests in the flesh. His blood, perfect, sinless. As a lamb without blemish and without spot, behold the Lamb of God, Jesus Christ, which taketh away the sin of the world. Call upon him, trust in him alone, and by grace he is saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works. Lest any man suppose. For it is not by works of righteousness we have done, but according to his mercy he saved us by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life for Jesus Christ our Lord. So receive Jesus Christ by faith today, call upon him, for his servants shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And it is written, but to as many as received him, Jesus Christ, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, nor the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. Or not, but I said unto thee, he must be born again. For except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And if you by faith call upon Jesus Christ to save you by faith in him, and he washes you from all your sin, his spirit, by way of the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit will come in and take up residence in your mortal body. Your body will become the temple of the living God. And as God lives inside you, he will have become your father. And the living God will walk with you and talk with you on a daily basis, talking to you through your through uh, his words and you talking to him by way of your words from your heart and that which is called prayer in Jesus' name. So I would encourage you, be 
ye reconciled to God. All right. Now, one last thing that we're going to do here on the word of the king is just a little comment, closing comment that I'd like to give is, Tim, <laughs> as your web designer, <laughs> I'll have to admit, it hasn't been easy. I guarantee you that. It hasn't been easy to put together web pages that not only are accessible to those out there that are visually inconvenienced, but also that are accessible to those out there that can use them, that are sighted, and also that are or what they know as what we call a broadcast, but really they're called a podcast. I've learned that over the years. It's actually called a podcast, but it's a, an accessible podcast to those who are visually inconvenienced, but it's been a challenge for two years, and we pray that through the Lord's help that it will continue and that you will be able to continue and that as you've been praying fairly soon here that you'll be able to go to your work that the Lord called you over in Israel and that you'll be able to do your work even there and still be able to do it via the phone or whatever means the Lord puts for us. Now, as we get ready, as we've kind of dubbed this program the word of the king on its head because most people, the, the, the person who normally is the uh, person doing like interviews, the, the host of the show is not normally the person interviewed, but this time we were interviewing you, so it kind of put the word of the king on its head. So this time we're going to let you close out the word of the king as you normally would. So to end the word of the king on its head, we turn you now back to Brother Evangelist Timothy Groover to end this word of the king on its head. Father, in the name of the head of the church, the Lord Jesus Christ, Lord God, we ask you, dear God, now, Lord, we first of all give you thanks, dear God, for this time, dear God, this interview, Lord, here, the Lord of the King. Pray, dear God, that we can answer some questions, dear God, for those who indeed are curious, dear God, to know the answers to these questions. Yes. Father God, we do beseech you, dear God, to fill us with your Holy Spirit, Lord God. Help us, dear God, to go forth from this interview, Lord God, from this yet again edition. Yes. Lord of the King. Father God, we ask you, Lord God, to help us, Lord God, to be strong for you. Yes. Be diligent, Lord God, in our walk with you, Lord. Examining ourselves faithfully, Lord God. Yes. Judging ourselves, Jesus. dear God, that we be not judged. Yes. It's in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, we pray these things and give thanks. Amen.